And let's open our Bibles this morning to Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. And uh, we'll begin reading in verse 26. Numbers 13, verse 26. We'll read responsively through the end of the chapter. Verse uh, 33. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And let's stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. And they went out and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But when the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are great men, are men of a great stature." And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. You know, this is such an important secret to um, success, but it will also uh, conversely cause utter defeat. Look what it says. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. That's how we saw ourselves, and so we were in their sight. And so this morning, let's, I want to talk about uh, grasshoppers and giants. And, uh, you know, I was always taught the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Amen. All right, let's pray. Our Father, I pray that you'd help us to consider the battles of life, uh, the problems, the struggles, tribulation, trial, all the different things which we endure. Help us to realize, though humanly speaking, seems impossible. We're outnumbered. We're outpowered. But by Thy grace, if we would just believe Thy Word, every foot of the ground which You tread upon, You said, I've given unto You, and you told Joshua to be of a good courage. Be not afraid. Trust in thee. We pray that you would give us a victory in those areas of our life which seem impossible, insurmountable, difficulty so great beyond our control. 
Help us not to see ourselves as a grasshopper, but we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We yield your spirit. We pray that you'd revive us, build us up, give us what we need, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk about grasshoppers and giants. I quote the verse quite often that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you think about yourself, how do you view life, and then how do you see yourself as you compare to others, the difficulties, the obstacles in life. I think sometimes we forget who we are in Christ. Most of the time, we forget that all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, we quote the verse quite often that without a vision, the, the people perish. We do need a vision. We need to see it, and in that verse, it talks about the law of God. It's not our own selfish fantasies or dreams. It's God's will for our life that stems from the written Word of God. And we need God's vision for our life. Now, I want to emphasize at this time that we're not talking about this New Age false doctrine of the Antichrist, of what they call the law of attraction, to where you can attract beautiful people to yourself. You can attract riches and uh, possessions and popularity and uh, success in your life. We're not talking about that. that that's the uh, Antichrist spirit of New Age of the Last Days. It's a type of witchcraft, by the way. We're talking about Bible vision from the law of God and how you see yourself as according to what God said about you. Not what you think about yourself or you want yourself to become in the world. What does the Word of God say about your life? And then once you get that right and biblical, you can then see how you relate to all the other obstacles in life. You know, I, I mentioned this in Sunday school earlier, but there's a, a new awareness uh, of the, the Southwest, the Four Corners area, and uh, the rock art out there, the petroglyphs and the pictographs. There's spirals with serpents coming out of them. There are giants with six fingers and six toes. And the people, they ran into the alcoves and climbed high into the canyons and built fortifications to try to protect themselves from these giants, which is all recorded in Genesis 6. Here we have, once again in Numbers 13, that the giants inhabited the land. And the giants are trying to take what God wants to give us. The giants want to steal what God has already given you. The giants are overwhelming. They're fearful. 
They're hideous. Some of them have two heads. Some of them have three heads. Some of them have a one eye, the cyclops. Some of them have huge, uh, the, the Anasazi medicine men were saying that the old legends were these giants were 30 to 40 feet tall. Un just think about that. Coming up against a, a land inhabited, the walled cities. So I want us to remember something about life. There are only two ways you can live life. You make your choice. Number one, the natural. You will succumb to the laws of creation and you will limit yourself to the natural world. So whatever you can do, the work you can put in, the money you can earn, the help that your fellow man can contribute, maybe modern medicine, maybe investments in the financial world, but it's all natural. And this is the way most men choose to live. I will just live a mediocre life that is dependent upon and dominated by the natural world. But there's another way to live, which is God's way to live, which is the supernatural way to live, to where God Almighty unleashes His power in your life and you rise up above the natural laws. You rise up above all these things that the giants want to enforce upon you and to oppress your life. You know, we talk about it. If you get depressed, you get suppressed. They're going to put you down. You get oppressed. You're going to get totally depressed. And then you're just hoping you don't get uh, possessed. But, you know, that's not possible for God's people. But so many people, they're defeated by giants. And, you know, I remember when I got saved, we, we'd go to Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises. And uh, I remember the, the great preachers would used to say, here you are. A man standing on your two feet, made in the image of God, and you're controlled by a thing that long that's rolled up. It's called tobacco, and you can't quit sucking on that thing. Here is a bottle with a spirit in it, and you can't quit drinking it. You're totally controlled by these little things. You know, yesterday I was picking up trash. Brother Ramirez there. We found some type of pipe out in the park. I don't know. It was a glass pipe. I don't know what it was. It had a bubble. Something wicked. Uh, people are totally slaves to these little things. But you know what? They're not that little because some giant tried to get that into your life. And the reality is, all we have within ourselves is natural remedies. Natural in the laws that govern the creation. So God wants us to rise up. And the way that this happens, as always, the just shall live by faith. What do we do because of what do we believe? It's all based on what God said about us and 
Caleb said, let's rise up. We are well able to take this land. You know why? God said we can take this land. You know, there's a, there's a legend with the Anasazi. There was these two white brothers that came. This is all, you know, Indian legend. They got power and started slaying the giants. They, they had this ability to kill them. What does the Bible say in uh, the time of David? That the mighty men slew the giants. Not mighty just in physical strength and prowess, coordination. No, mighty in the power of God. One of them slew a lion-like man in a pit. He was half lion, half man, hairy beast. One of them took away the spear from a giant and stabbed him with his own spear. It said that many of them had six toes and six fingers. If you studied the, uh, the skeletons and read about it, that the Smithsonian's trying to cover all this stuff up, and they always have and they always will, many of them had double rows of teeth, scary, hideous monstrosities. What did God say? I've given you the land. Go take it. Don't look at the natural world. Don't look at the physical obstacles. Don't look at your physique and how small you are compared to how big they are. Don't look at the fact that they're walled rock cities and they're on the inside and you're on the outside. Don't, you know, sometimes we think too much. Quit thinking and just start doing what God told you to do, and we'll see some things change in our life. So what is this all about? God led them up through the Exodus on the eastern side of the Jordan. They crossed over. This was a test. We know that Egypt, a type of the world, Pharaoh, a type of Satan, made them work as slaves, bitter, hard bondage. Israel, type of slaves in sin, they cried out to God. God had mercy, heard their prayer, sent Moses, a type of a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He brought the plagues on all the Egyptians. Pharaoh's heart would get hardened, and uh, he would try to do compromises, and then there would be some respite, and the conviction would go for a while. And then the, God established the Passover and uh, the shed blood of the Lamb of God, and they went out and they spoiled Egypt, and then it's time finally to take the promised land, and they send these spies out, the 12 spies, one, one from each tribe as a representative, and they bring back an honest assessment. You know, and if you're told to make an assessment, be honest. Say, boy, this is going to be tough. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I don't think there's enough money. I don't think we, if, if I, the way I'm seeing things, I do not know if we can accomplish this task. So 10 of them bring back this assessment. And, and by the way, Joshua and Caleb saw what they saw, but they didn't just limit themselves to that. They saw what God saw. And, and they, so they said, it is well, it flows with milk and honey. You, you remember the, the cluster of grapes they brought back? 
it was so big that two men had to put it on a staff and carry it on their backs, and it was weighting them down. The grapes were so big and plentiful. They said, it is flowing with milk and honey. But we got a couple problems. There's walled cities, and there's giants in the land. And we read about this. You know, the Jebusites conquered, they lived in the mountains of what? Jerusalem. This is where, remember, David and the mighty men had to go in through the spring and uh, they had to fight the battle and God gave them the victory to build Jerusalem, uh, the city of peace. How did they get that? They defeated giants. Now, most people want it easy. They want a giveaway program. They want a shortcut system. They want what the average America wants to give them. This so-called, you know, it used to be you work hard, you, you study, you get education, you invest, there's opportunity. You know, a lot of people still live that way, but most people are just, what are you going to give me next? What, how, what's this? What's the best for me? Gimme, 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 gimme. It's all they care about. Well, God's going to test them. The giants inhabited the land. So there was two ways to see what was going on. The natural way or the supernatural way. Because let's face it, naturally speaking, they're not going to defeat the giants. It's humanly impossible because they had already driven out all the other inhabitants of the land and procreated. And by the way, you have the Anakin, the Anak, Anak was there, then the Amalekites, and it says you had the fallen angels who procreated with women. They had the Anak, the uh, Nephilim, the giants. Then the giants were already having children. That's what it says here. The Amalekites. And these were known throughout history as the true enemies of the people of God. Uh, the, uh, the leader of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, he gave a speech recently. You know what he said? Amalek has come again. The same enemy of God's people trying to destroy and steal back the promised land and drive Israel out. Amalek is still coming. So the honest human assessment was, there's absolutely no way. But this was determined by not the reality of the natural things that existed, the walls, the giants, Israel on the outside, they were on the inside. It was based upon a vision. How did they see themselves? And the ten spies who brought an evil report. And, and I want to remind you of something. When you give bad news, you are discouraging, depressing, woe is me, there's no way we can do it, woe, woe, wah, 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 just a party pooper. You're bringing an evil report. Now, do you think that's going to encourage anybody or discourage people? It's going to make them feel... If they're depressed, man, they're going to leave you. Man, that's suicidal. 
You know, that, you know the certain people you don't want to ask them how they're doing? Because when they tell you, you go, oh, man, I shouldn't ask. What? Uh, okay, I'll pray for you. And then it's that old deep south, well, bless your heart. We need somebody to say some good news. We can do this. Yeah, we're outnumbered and overwhelmed and they're bigger than us. But I'm not going to see myself as a grasshopper. Because how you see yourself will magnify the power that the giants have over you. They see you like you see yourself. Oh, I told this in Sunday school. We're soul winning. We knocked on the Mormon missionary. You know, it was kind of awkward. The guy kind of said, my, you're a dignified looking fella. Had a tie and a good haircut. I knew who they were right away. And, and then the battle's on. But, uh, you know, if, if I looked at them, oh, what can I do? Woe is me. Uh, no, I let them have it, man. Both barrels, double barrel shotgun. Not literally. But, uh, yeah. Told him he's in a cult. Said Joseph Smith's a false prophet. And uh, we'll see at the great white throne. I don't remember what I said. But uh, the, uh, the, hey, when I told them the last prophet was John the Baptist in Luke 16, he didn't know what to say. He was shut up. Couldn't argue back. You know, are you saved or not? Are you of the truth or not? Are you more than a conqueror? Are you just a grasshopper? Are you going to see yourself like God sees you? It says nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Will we let God be God? Or I say it all the time, are we going to limit God to our own limitations? Or are we going to let God be God and not see ourselves as a giant? No. Some of us see ourselves. That's pride, isn't it? No. What are we? Are you a grasshopper? No, I'm a man. Creating the image of God. So this fruit of the land, flowing with milk and honey, beautiful, you are not going to get this proverbial spiritual promised land without a fight. You know why most people never get it? They don't fight the good fight. They don't lay hold on eternal life. They do not put on the whole armor of God. They sit there and they just succumb to the natural laws. I can't afford that. I could never do that. I just don't see how that would happen. Well, the report says this, statistically speaking, you know, we we're talking about this, I mentioned it recently. It may not be, it's very low percentage, and it's probably a low probability. That has nothing to do with it. How do we see what God wants to do in our life? That's all that matters. And so these heathen, they said, evil report. And you know what this cost? Forty years of death. 
40 years of waste, walking around the wilderness, going nowhere. How many people in their life, they're not marching to Zion. They're wandering around like a snake, crooked snake in the desert, not getting anywhere, not going anywhere, just wandering around. You know why? The generation of unbelief had to die out. And you know what that generation of unbelief did? They brought such an evil report, they brought a curse on the people, and the other people got totally discouraged. You remember when God called Gideon to be the judge and to defeat the Midianites, and all the Israelites showed up, and God said, there's too many of them, and a lot of them were, were cowards, and their hearts were struck through with fear. And so God let them go down to the water, and He said, we'll see who will let go to the battle by how they drink their water. And the, the, the men of thirst got on their, like a, like a dog, and was lick, lapping up the water, and, and the, the great men just took, and they went like this, and they looked around for the enemy. They had some awareness. They weren't weaklings and giving up. They just looked like this drink the water, and God sent them all home. I think He only let 300 go to the battle. And God got the glory, and you know how it happened? Because all of those who believed in evil report, who were depressing and discouraging, they sent them home. You know, would you rather go to battle with, the, with some real warriors or somebody trying to drag you down? Don't do that! Stop! We can't do that! You know, I heard that my whole life. You can't do that! Stop doing that! Well, just because you said that, I'm going to do it more and longer. <laughs> I mean, when, when uh, this, this uh, wow, that was whatever. Sounded like a balloon letting the air out. But uh, remember one time I preached, this guy, he was the deacon of the church, owned the whole area. And he said, now, I'm going to tell you when to quit preaching. When I think you're getting along, I'm going to go like this. You know, he sat in the back. I said, I don't read sign language. But anyway, so I'm preaching along, and he goes, and I said, it's because you said that. I'm adding 15 minutes onto the sermon. <laughs> I'm in front of everybody. You don't tell me how, you know, I don't even think, I don't even preach long. Man, y'all get off easy. Uh, we usually get out around 12. What is, who are you, man? And then when they put, they paved the county road, isn't it interesting the pavement stopped at his gate? Huh. Oh, yeah, now we see what you are. Uh, and then everybody else drove through the powdery, dusty caliche. Um, yeah, that's what I, yeah. We, we drive through potholes. So, how we see our life will determine how we live our life. How we see what God said about our life will determine how we face life and view ourselves with a vision from the law. And there is a spiritual law here, and we don't have to understand it. We just believe it. How you see yourself will determine how the enemy sees you. If you see you're weak and defeated and easily succumbed, they will see you that way. 
No, it's 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 kind of like in a, a football game. You know, the uh, if they if they can take away your spirit and the momentum, and then what they call it, uh, keep knock you down, keep you down, put their foot on your throat and finish it. Don't let them back in. You can see how everybody's losing heart. It's almost like a deflation. The air goes out. But if you can keep things going and you can be full of the spirit. You know, I remember when uh, when I was in the eighth grade, Tom Brown Jr. High, and uh, they'd, they'd make us go to pep rallies. And, I, you know, I just didn't like it. That's not for me. And, and I would try to find a way to crawl out under the bleachers and exit the premises. But uh, I never remember that they'd always say, fire up, fire up, 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 you know. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going, I don't need you to fire me up. I'm fired up. I don't need you to tell me to fire up. I don't need to waste an hour of my life to see this pom-pom stuff to tell me to fire up. I don't need to fire up. I'm not a grasshopper. And then, you know what they'd say? That's all right. That's okay. We're going to get them anyway. That's all right. Hey, shut up. I'm not a grasshopper. You know, you, you, woe is me. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Exactly. You're not going to make it. You know, I'm telling you, you're not going to make it. You're never going to get there if you see yourself as defeated. You know how easy it is to, like in the Old West, they're talking about some wicked guy. They said he'd soon uh, kill a man as mash a tick. Like a psychopath, no human empathy. Talking about some wicked guy that'd catch people and slice the soles of their feet off and then pour salt and vinegar on it to torture them. And then he didn't think any much as robbing a bank and killing a man as he would stepping on a frog. Well, if you see yourself as a grasshopper, pretty easy to mash. Uh, have you seen those? Well, I know they've been around. A couple of years ago, these like hybrid weird looking things showed up at our house. They were green and orange and they had a hook like that. And I mean, it was like a scorpion tail, but it was rigid. It was like a cactus thorn. I don't know if any of you seen though, but uh, ended up, I said, what is this thing? I found out what the horn's for. Uh, took a picture of it. It's a weird creature. Um, are you a grasshopper? Well, if you are, a giant's just going to smoosh you. Are you a man creating the image of God that God gave you an inheritance? And I've always said, I only want what God has given me. Nothing less, nothing more, but I'm going to take it. What did the the woman say, I want that mountain. I forget her name in the Bible. I want that mountain. Did God give it to you? Accept the gift. How are you going to accept it? Fight the good fight of faith. 
Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't see yourself as inferior. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Rise up. So Joshua and Caleb, look at this. Two of the twelve, one-sixth, brought a good report of faith. Ten out of the twelve were defeated and discouraged everybody and made God really mad at them. You know, the next time we say, prayer request. Well, I can't believe it. Will you pray for the? How about say, hey, let me tell you what God's going to do for me. Let me tell you what verse I'm claiming that God's going to do this in my life. I'm too weak. I can't do it. I don't have enough money. I'm sick. I'm depressed. It's, it's, we need to be above that. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Once again, we're not talking about the New Age law of attraction. Now, Let's review and conclude. You make a, an honest human assessment. Don't lie to yourself. It's going to take money. I don't know if I have enough. We're going to have to have some things happen. I don't really know how it's going to happen yet. We need certain resources. We're going to have to get them or attain them. We're going to have to overcome these obstacles. These things are going to have to happen. But then once you do that, believe God is greater than all those obstacles. And claim it and say it. You know, and I'll say, well, the doctor said this. I don't believe what they say. I don't believe like them. I don't believe like them. I will not accept their bad report. I am not going to live a defeated attitude because of their statistics and probabilities. Well, the, according to this, this will never happen. Well, I don't believe like you do. So you have natural laws that govern energies, money, medicine, human power, workforce, governments. How about the weather? The odds. How about momentum? How about numbers? We're outnumbered. I admit we're outnumbered. You know, we're not only outnumbered, but we're behind enemy lines. You know, Satan's the god of this world. We're, you think, we're not just outnumbered. It's, we're, it's like seven point, it's like eight billion to what? Has nothing to do with it. I face reality. I admit it. I accept it. But I'm not going to see myself as a grasshopper. So I have a choice. Will I live under the natural law? Or will I live by faith, which is supernatural, and the power of God is unleashed to overcome the natural? Believe God. Believe the Word of God. Claim the promises of God. Step out by faith and say it. And what will happen? The just will live by faith, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And God gave Joshua the promised land. Now, they didn't utterly drive them out for a long time. 
So I, I, I end with this. Recently, I mentioned this, archaeologists have found a stone tablet in, I think it's either Portugal or Spain, and the inscription says, we are they that fled from Joshua, the son of Nun, that drove us out of the land of Canaan. Look it up. They found it. This archaeologists found this. You know who it is? The giants that God gave Joshua the power over to drive them out, they fled. And there were giants in the earth, and after that, after that. So just think of this. The next time you're facing something, and I'm sure you can think of something right now, man, this problem will not go away. It just will not leave me alone. It keeps coming back. It's bothering me. It's an irritant. It just keeps, it's just overwhelming, whatever this situation is. Why don't you get along with God and tell God about it and admit the truth and then say, Father, by your grace, I'm not going to see myself as a grasshopper because if I see it, that problem gets worse. That problem gets more powerful. I see myself as a man created in thine image, saved by grace through the shed blood of Christ. I will accept the victory, whatever it is. And I know this is mysterious, but it applies to a lot of things in our life. Giants and grasshoppers. All right, let's pray. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed.